Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 42 of the Pastors Coach Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Hey, a few weeks ago, I sent out an email asking pastors to send me one or two mistakes they felt they had made and regretted making in their ministry in an effort to share them and hopefully prevent others from falling into the same pit. Uh, those who sent one in, thank you. Uh, I have done my best to coalesce or synthesize them for this podcast, and I will go through them fairly quickly and choose some to revisit in some future podcast episode. So here we go. Uh, common mistakes made by pastors and leaders and shared by pastors and leaders. Thank you for your vulnerability, pastors. Uh, shared by pastors so others will not replicate them. Mistake number one trying to disciple their congregations solely from the pulpit. Many pastors fall into the trap of believing that they have been called only to preach. As a former conference president, I can't tell you how many times, ridiculous, it was a ridiculous amount of times where I interviewed individuals at the seminary who said that their primary calling was to preach and that they would do everything else related to ministry, whether it be pastoral care or disciple from the pulpit. Uh, now, I am sure that uh, the intention uh, was good, but I think most of you who have been in ministry for a while will admit that one, often no more than half the congregation is paying attention uh, and attempting to retain all that you teach, much less uh, putting it into practice in the moment. And two, uh, a person with good attendance these days averages once or twice a month. That's what de is defined by several studies as regular uh, attendance, which leaves a lot of gap. Uh, so one way to compensate for that is to regularly teach in series uh, and series of messages. We do that here at the church I serve, five-week series with a standalone week in between, and it seems to serve us well in this area because one message is built upon another with a quick review uh, from the previous lesson, uh, thus allowing those who have missed the previous week to stay in the flow and be taught. Uh, also at our church, we have a weekly study guide and a daily blog, both on the message series that help accomplish uh, what I just described. Mistake number two, thinking that vision trumps the culture of the church. Thinking that vision trumps the culture. When it comes to church, leaders think that presenting the vision, the vision that they have or a mission statement that they or a small group of people came up with is enough to create momentum and to move the church forward towards those goals that have been set. But before a new vision can be implemented, the culture of the church has to enter into a process of change, a process of metamorphosis, transformation. There has to be a willingness to enter into the conversation to pursue the, the many uh, conversations and decisions that will need to be made about mission and vision and to discuss in advance the need for a strategic plan, which will be required uh, to, to move the church in a new direction. Uh, understanding also through this whole, all these pre-conversations that there will be loss in the process and being prepared to deal with that. Mistake number three, uh, Pastor said that uh, a mistake was investing most of their time nurturing and feeding people 
what I like to call uh, feed and burp and then feed again uh, instead of focusing uh, on developing and discipling leaders. Uh, many pastors spend most of their week on sermon preparation instead of walking with the people and developing the leaders and the elders around them, choosing individuals to bring along and do ministry uh, with you and talking through uh, what it means to grow as a follower of Jesus on a one-on-one -on -one basis. This is the only way you develop leaders. Uh, mistake number four, they placed people uh, in ministry based on their gifting or on their ability instead of their integrity and character. See, the foundation of our life is our character, not our ability or our spiritual gifts. And yet we highlight this so much, particularly in the larger organized church. It's all about these gifts or abilities. And yet the character is the reason why these individuals kind of get laughed at behind the scenes. Um, and if we allow that to happen in our churches, if we allow people to be placed in ministry before the foundation of their character is deep enough, we're really positioning the church to, to, to be a personality and gift-given uh, gift-driven entity. Um, and uh, that success is often short-lived. I see this all the time, like I mentioned, in our faith tradition, churches planted that don't last because the person or personality lacks character, integrity, anything to kind of plant deep roots. Uh, a general rule of thumb is that person uh, will be able to walk in their purpose uh, with their gifting to minister, uh, and that that is evident when it comes to their matching up in their integrity and in godliness. A mistake number five is they fail to communicate adequately before making big decisions. This is a huge regret among pastors. Uh, communication and process, we learn sometimes the hard way, are the leader's best friend. And many leaders intend to communicate but do not establish a mechanism to best do that. Uh, many don't do the old school phone calls to key leaders. Uh, those have become almost extinct. Emails, of course, have also disappeared as a way to connect and lay out information. Texts and social media seem to be the way, and you can't uh, fully express yourself through those mediums. Uh, but whatever medium you use, uh, it must be consistent. Uh, by the way, consistent messaging does not mean repeating the same message. It means reiterating the point in different ways. <laughs> Mistake number six, didn't spend enough time in study and prayer. Uh, more on this one in a future episode, but oftentimes it is those disciplines and other spiritual disciplines that, that get set to the side in a pastor's busy schedule. Mistake number seven, failed to put up boundaries to protect their family life. Oh, man. This one I got a lot of feedback on. And over the years as I have coached pastors, to me, this is at the top of the list. Many pastors' wives blame their ministry uh, or, or blame the ministry of their, blame the ministry, I guess I should say, and the ministry of their husbands for 80% of their marital problems. I can't tell you, again, won't get into it, but so many uh, conversations that I have had with wives in particularly of pastors who have come into my office, particularly when I was either a head pastor of a large staff or as a conference president who came in bitter uh, against the church because their pastor did not seem to, uh, their husband as a pastor did not seem to put much emphasis on their relationship. Uh, I know many pastors who allow their congregants to cross boundaries 
and call their homes at all hours of the night, interrupting family time or dinner time or allowing uh, for visits at all hours of the night. And there are exceptions to that in terms of emergencies. But, um, you know, many pastors think this is what God expects of them. Uh, this is probably the single biggest reason why children of preachers hate the ministry and would never think of imitating their parents' faith or, um, or, or their work. Mistake number eight, feeling threatened by other gifted or strong leaders. You know, it's easy to see another leader, to see somebody else who seems to be enjoying success and be threatened by that and choose not to learn anything from what those individuals are doing right. I found it really helpful over the years to tap into those who are doing things better than I am. But the problem often in, in, in the mistake often made is that insecure leaders limit their ministry capacity um, by uh, not um, tapping into and harnessing that which is being done well by others. Um, you know, having a large church does not necessarily mean a church is successful or successful in developing and releasing emerging leaders in their destiny, or is successful in reaching a community or ministering to children, or whatever it may be. Um, insecure pastors and leaders tend to pick on the things that others are doing well and uh, will have all kinds of excuses um, that tend to frustrate their own leadership because uh, they're not focusing in on their gifts and the gifts of those in their church and putting down those others who are being successful. Uh, pastors have looked back on this and said, man, that was a mistake. Uh, mistake number nine, failing to affirm those working for and with them. You know, 90% of all the feedback human beings receive regarding themselves is negative. 90%. Uh, man, that's a lot of negative thought flowing in people's way. I know that I experienced that as a senior leader. Uh, so uh, knowing that senior leaders in particular should regularly affirm those who faithfully serve in their organization because affirmation releases people to their destiny like nothing else. And then what about the senior leader? Surround yourself with a small group of those who will encourage and affirm you, which means intentionally understanding spiritual gifts and seeing those who have those gifts who can then pour them into you. And then one more, mistake number 10, they never adequately develop accountability, peer kind of relationships among other ministers, which is what I was just referring to. Right, surrounding themselves with others with different gifts that will pour into them and that you through your gifts can pour into as well. See, every leader needs three levels of relationships, those they minister to, peer relationships, specifically for friendship and accountability and encouragement, and then spiritual and a mentor coach relationship. Uh, not having um, accountable level, um, you know, in those two and Level two, I guess I would call in three, level two and three relationships leaves the leader vulnerable to their own sinful tendencies and can shipwreck everything they've worked for. Um, sadly, I've seen that too many times. So um, maybe uh, in a few weeks here, we'll insert a podcast on developing those three in particular levels of relationships and uh, seeing how it is that we can move forward in having others who also build into us. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you again to leave a review if uh, this has been helpful and uh, to subscribe to the podcast, to let others know 
that this is available. And if you want to contact me, ask a question, make a comment, make a suggestion, please email me at thepastorscoach at uh, hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week.